You're listening to Soul Keys Podcast with your host, Kelly T. Smith. Yep, that's me, here to guide you deep within and remind you that all of the answers you seek are within you. Check me out at www.soulsearchingzone.com and let's get started. Welcome back to Soul Keys Podcast. My name is Kelly T. Smith. I'm super excited to tell you guys what I've been up to. Every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I am now doing a live show. If you haven't heard it, please tune in this Thursday at 7 p.m. This is also creating a new podcast for me. I'll continue to do this podcast every week. Now that I figured out the technical difficulties of that, uh, um, things should be running way more smoothly for me. But you'll be able to come and chat with me live if you ever want to just tune in on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can chat with me, ask me questions while I'm doing a live show. Plus, one of my friends does her show at 6. So we're just having a lot of fun over there. And that's www.sszztalkradio.com every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Today's show is You Are worthy. Actually, this show is so important in regards to the energy that we are in right now. Believing that you are worthy of what you're being guided to do and listening to and trusting and following that inner guidance is not easy. Because if you get an inner message to do something outside of the box or to really put yourself out there in a unique way or to make a huge change in your life that makes you feel vulnerable because you'll be moving or you'll separate from someone you thought you were supposed to be with for the rest of your life or you're leaving a toxic relationship or a toxic situation. And many times we we don't make those changes because we think, This is the best I can do. I can't find a better job. If I quit this job, I may not get another one. I can't find a better relationship because if I'm not good enough. And so I have to settle for a relationship that doesn't feel good, that doesn't treat me right. So we tend to do those sort of things every time we're getting ready to move forward. And if we are, if we notice that right before we're getting ready to do something that is really important to us, that we shut down or back away or make excuses or have resistance or think of a million different reasons why it's going to go wrong, we don't usually identify that in that moment it's because we are having self-worth issues. It's because what we're really dealing with that is hidden from us is that we don't believe we're worthy of something better. We don't believe that we're good enough. We don't believe that people are going to like our work. We don't believe that we have something to share. So where do our self-worth issues come from? Why do so many of us believe that we're not worthy? That's a really good question. But the truth is that we usually 
think we're all alone in that we don't feel good enough because it's not something that a lot of people talk about. People aren't open to each other about not feeling good enough, good enough for their partner, not feeling good enough in the job they have, not feeling good enough to do something big, to dream big, to dare to be the best they can be, not feeling good enough is probably in my line of work, what I've noticed is it's one of the number one reasons why someone will not allow themselves to step outside of their comfort zone and do what they've always wanted to do or be what they've always wanted to be. Because there's something going on within us that is most often hidden from us. And we're not even aware that we're in denial of how we feel about ourselves. Some of the times we just don't, we're, we think we were, we believe in ourselves. We think we're worthy. We think we're good enough. But if you constantly find yourself sabotaging yourself, if you constantly find yourself hiding from being able to really say yes to things you've always wanted to do, then most likely you are dealing with self-worth issues. So let's go ahead and look at that. Key number one, cultivating your inner mother slash father. So we're going to talk about mother-father energies. We're going to talk about our relationship dynamics with our mothers and fathers. If you were to go within and really start to look at why you don't feel like you're worthy, you will usually find yourself going all the way back to your childhood. You will find that there's something going on in your relationship dynamics, in your family, with your mother and your father. I believe that our mother and father, that we choose them in this lifetime for a reason. Even if they're not what we think we would have chosen, they actually do have exactly what we need to set out in this journey, in this lifetime, to be who we are meant to be. For example, if your relationship with your mother or father isn't a very good one, but it actually forced you to become an amazing mother yourself, it forced you to become an even better mother because you decided at a very early age that you didn't want to be like your mother, then it still is a part of your evolution. It's still a part of your growth and it still help you reach that evolution. So when we really look at the dynamics in our mother-father energies, we can see how, how many times those inner voices about us not being good enough isn't our own voice. It's something that we learn from a very early age. But if we can learn to cultivate that nurturing mother energy from within ourselves for ourselves, and if we can learn to cultivate that inner father energy, that protector energy, that grounded energy for ourselves, if we can become balanced in that way and cultivate those energies within ourselves for ourselves then we're not always feeling like we're not worthy because we couldn't get that from outside of ourselves. So that's what we're going to be looking at today is, is really not blaming our parents for not doing a good enough job. We're not 
That isn't how we heal. But instead, it's about forgiving our parents and actually seeing the bigger picture and then learning to cultivate that energy of the mother for ourselves to ourselves and that energy of the father energy for ourselves to ourselves. I always say that if you have an amazing, loving relationship with yourself, then you're treating yourself like a good parent treats their child. If you are having a bad day, do you beat yourself up? Do you tell yourself that you're going to fail? Do you tell yourself that you're not good enough? Do you tell yourself you're never going to get anywhere in life? Or do you tell yourself this was just a bad day, but tomorrow's going to be a better day? Because that's the energy, that's the journey that we're all on is getting to that place where we can evolve into what we always wish that our parents could be for us. I believe that is the soul's journey for everyone. Because no matter how wonderful your parents are, you could have some of the most amazing parents that anyone could ever ask for. And still, if you don't learn to cultivate that energy within yourself when they're not around, then you're always going to feel like something's missing. You're always going to feel like you're not lovable and that you're not worthy of love. And if you're always projecting the energy of not lovable and not worthy of love out onto everyone around you, then they are going to pick up on that energy, that hidden energy and respond to it exactly the way you put it out. Let's use an example. Have you ever found yourself in a really awkward social situation and you already feel like you just don't fit in. Even before you've walked in through the room, you're highlighting all your insecurities about what you're wearing. You wish you would have chose that outfit instead of this one. You wish you wouldn't have wore those shoes. You wish you had something nicer to wear. You wish your hair was done better or you notice that you didn't paint your toenails or you didn't wear your best suit. And before you even meet everyone, you're already projecting onto them that they are somehow better than you. And, and when you project onto them that they are somehow better than you, then you immediately become a vibrational match to all of the people in there who have that same energy about themselves, but are hiding it with that I'm better than you energy. And so you project onto them, I'm not good enough. They project onto you that they're better than you, but it's really the same energy. It's, it's the shadow energy of the same thing. And as we learn to love ourselves and to nurture ourselves and to support ourselves and to take care of ourselves and to really learn to cultivate the inner mother and the inner father and that inner dialogue for ourselves, we also project that out onto other people as an invisible energy that people pick up on. So let's take that scenario and let's go backwards a little bit and let's choose to project energy in a different way because we've cultivated our inner mother or inner father energy. So instead of automatically highlighting our insecurities in that moment, we then choose to harness that energy from within ourselves to nurture and support ourselves just the way we are. 
well, maybe I would have liked that outfit better than this one, but I'm still going to look amazing. Or maybe I could have had more time to get ready, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to have fun anyway. And when we really make that energetic shift, we change the energy we are sending to other people and we access an aspect of our soul energy that can rise up from within us and help to carry us in a place of feeling good about ourselves. So it's all about the energy that we're tapping from within. I would say that learning to cultivate your inner mother or inner father energy takes a lot of time and practice, but the very first step to doing this is really about forgiving our mothers and fathers. One of my favorite authors of all times, and I know I talk about her a lot, is Louise Hayes. And in her book, You Can Heal Your Life, she talks about the mother-father dynamic. She asks us to put ourselves in their shoes. And I know that many of us have parents that had even worse of an upbringing or even a harsher upbringing than we did. So if we felt like, our parents weren't loving or kind or were neglectful. They might have had it twice as bad as us, but felt like they gave it the best they could, that they really tried. And the truth is, they really did give us what they had to give us in that moment. That maybe in this lifetime, they did reach their potential as far as their evolution and their growth and on what they could give because we're here to learn and evolve from each lifetime. So if we look at it like that, instead of looking at it like they failed us, we could see that they also contributed to who we became because they taught us exactly what we needed to learn to become, to set us on our journey to be, to learn what we came here to learn. So let's go ahead now and pause for reflection. Taking a deep breath. And I'd like you to begin now to breathe in the color pink. Breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. And go ahead now and sit in your heart energy. Now I want you to see your inner critic or your inner mother, bring them forward. If you have an inner critic that is always calling you names, telling you you're not good enough. Where does that come from? Allow that answer to rise up from within you. Why do you believe that? And is it true? Now think of all the ways that our mothers and fathers could also be projecting onto us their insecurities 
and put yourself in their shoes for just one moment. And what would your life have looked like if you were raised by their parents, their mothers and fathers? Can you have compassion? And if you really feel a strong, loving relationship from either your mother or your father, take this time to amplify that energy for yourself and become that for yourself. In what ways could you nurture yourself more? In what ways could you make yourself feel more protected by trusting and believing in yourself? Call forward the positive aspects of your own inner mother and father now and begin to give that energy to yourself. Sit with this for as long as you would like. You can even pause right now as we're going on to key number two, letting go of comparison. Another way that we keep ourselves believing that we're not good enough is that we continue to compare ourselves to other people. So anytime you're comparing yourself to anyone around you, you're actually taking away from your authentic self. Because no two paths are alike for a reason. And when you are looking at someone, like your neighbor, and you're saying, well, they're this age, and they have this, and I don't, or they're th they've graduated with straight A's, and I don't, and they've accomplished this, but I haven't, and they do better than me. They do this well, and I don't. When you look at them, it becomes a distraction to your own path because your path is your path and their path is their path. Now, here's the thing that many of us forget, and that is that their paths also have twists and turns, and you're just looking at it from the outside looking in, and all you're seeing is that they've accomplished something, but you are not seeing the road and the journey and the inner struggle to get there, right? So this comparison with other people is toxic. It isn't healthy. We're taught to compare ourselves from a very early age. We're taught to compare ourselves. We hear phrases like, why aren't you more like your brother or your sister? Or 
we're taught to compare ourselves in school from a very early age when we see the other classmates getting rewarded because they're really good in a spelling bee but we might have trouble spelling or we see a classmate getting rewarded because they're really really good at running but we run really slow we tend to feel bad about ourselves instead of being able to see that that might be their strength and that's okay but we have a different strength or maybe we have that strength too we're just on the journey to building it but we're not there yet i have to remind myself and through reminding my own kids that the first time they do something is not going to be the best. It is through each and every time that we continue doing something and that we shape it and we mold it and we build it through our mind into what it potentially can be. So this business of comparing ourselves to others is toxic. And it's really important that we look at in what ways are we comparing apples to oranges and then making ourselves feel bad about who we are or where we are on our own journey or what we are or are not capable of. So let's go ahead now and pause for reflection. Go ahead and bring to mind something you're currently working on something that you want to accomplish. Maybe it's something that you're just starting out doing, something you're just getting ready to do and something you don't know a lot about. Maybe it's something you have been doing for a while, but bring up something that you're working toward accomplishing and look at all the ways that you've hindered your progress by assuming you're not capable of being as good as someone who is already out there in a much bigger way or someone who's already accomplished in that thing you are working toward. Allow yourself to bring up all of that inner dialogue and all of those upset feelings. And now bring in that inner mother, father energy, the beautiful caregiver, nurturing, supportive, loving, protective, grounding, caring energies of the mother and the father. And hold space for yourself right now. And tell yourself, in the most beautiful way, your strengths. Remind yourself of your journey and how far you've come to even begin to think of moving forward on this path. Congratulate yourself for everything that you've accomplished up until now. Give yourself that love and that support and that encouragement that you deserve. And remind yourself that no two paths are the same. And let go 
of comparing yourself to anyone else. You can pause this now if you need more time. We're going to go ahead and move on to key number three. Learning to love, appreciate, and approve of you just the way you are. So go ahead now and think about all of the ways that we tend to look for love in all the wrong places, right? We think, if my friend doesn't do this for me, she can't drop everything and be this for me or call me when I need her or call me back when I need her, then she doesn't love me. Or sometimes we think that because our husbands or spouses don't know what we need in that moment or don't treat us the way we think we deserve to be treated, that they don't love us or that we're not lovable. And although our friends and our spouses do love us, again, they are responding to this invisible energy that we are putting out to our own beliefs, to our own ideas, to our own wounds that we're projecting onto them. They are responding to our expectations that they will not be able to help us or take care of us or love us because we ourselves do not feel lovable. So when we start putting these unrealistic expectations on people outside of us to make us feel loved, that should be our first clue that what is missing is not love from the people around us. It is our own love that is missing. It is cultivating our own approval and joy and being around our finding, developing a relationship within ourselves. One of the things that I've learned in my 40s is that I enjoy spending time with myself. I don't need to be surrounded by a lot of people at all times. In fact, being around a lot of people at all times is is a lot of work for me because I am super empathic and I can pick up on what's going on with everyone around me. It's really important for me to spend quality time with myself, but I didn't used to be this way. I used to feel alone whenever I would be by myself. I used to feel sad, like no one wanted to be around me or I was lonely and no one was reaching out to spend time with me or those kind of those head games we can all play with ourselves to make ourselves feel like we're not good enough and we're not lovable and we're not loved and we don't have a support team. But really, the rest of the world will start to mirror back to you exactly how you feel about your yourself and your love. And when you start to appreciate you, you're going to feel like the people around you will appreciate you even more. Or those people who don't will just, just go away. They won't be a part of your life anymore. The more you learn to love yourself unconditionally, the more you're going to be in relationships with people around you who do the same. But when you don't love yourself unconditionally, you will also be in relationships with people that have these unrealistic expectations for you to make them feel loved. So whatever is going on outside of you 
is also going on within you in regards to your own relationship with yourself, in regards to your ability to appreciate and approve of yourself. And this is where I'm going to read you one of my favorite cards that I've ever written, and that's in my Intuitive Life Coaching Oracle deck, and that's the Self-Love card. Actually, this was a very pivotal time for me when I channeled this message to be able to see how I looked for love outside of myself and in all the wrong places. But as soon as I started to give that love to myself, I started to see it outside of myself more. I'm going to read that card to you now. You're learning to love yourself. You are learning to trust yourself. And most importantly, you are learning that your capacity to love others is directly related to your own self-love. Everything you think and feel about others will change when you learn to embrace and love yourself. You can never truly be happy and content until you do. Let go of all of your judgments toward yourself and learn to see the golden Buddha within. In your true essence, no matter what your life has been up until this point, you are a divine spark of light and love. No matter what you have been told about who you are, you are merely a reflection of what you believe you are in this moment and time. This card comes to you to tell you that if you want to heal your relationships with others, you have to start by healing your relationship with yourself. You are being asked to have compassion for where you are and where you have been. Deliberately and purposefully start to redefine your relationship with yourself. To love yourself means to be good to yourself, to be kind to yourself, to do nice things, to forgive, and to see the beauty in who you really are. This is a journey, and as your journey unfolds, be mindful that you are doing the best you can with where you currently are on your path. Have compassion, let go of blame, let go of the past, and let go of others' opinions of you. Others' people's opinions of you are only a reflection of your opinions toward yourself. Love yourself unconditionally because you are beautiful and worthy of love. This oracle card is from my Intuitive Life Coaching Oracle Cards deck, and you can find it on Amazon in the Google Play Store as well as Apple. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's show. Please do find me on Facebook at Intuitive Life Coaching with Kelly T. Smith. You can also find me at my website at www.soulsearchingzone.com. And I will talk to you guys soon. Please join me this Thursday live at www.sszetalkradio.com. Thanks, guys.